Hello, and welcome to Ethical Seduction, your sex and relationship podcast. We explore topics and skills designed to help you get what you want, both in and out of the bedroom. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different, but we're going to cover exactly that. Like, how do you get what you want in and out of the bedroom? And I am joined with me today, just Ava. Hello. Hi. And, and the two of us thought like in a past episode, we had talked about setting up a, a sex BDSM scene and playing. And we talked a little bit about that, but we didn't like get into a lot of the details. And Ava and I have been saying like, oh, we need to kind of follow up on that and like really kind of work things out. And, uh, and then we just decided like, why don't we do that on, you know, on the recording. And then that way it serves as, you know, one, we get to kind of figure all this stuff out, but then two, it serves as a good example of how you can have conversations like this, you know, and just how, how they go. So the other thing, um, I will very often do this. Like if I'm interested in playing with somebody, there's usually a time, you know, we get together and have coffee and sit down for an hour or something like that and just talk you know, because if I get to know the person, if it's somebody like I don't really know very well. So if I get to know the person, that's going to help give me like, as far as like the scene that we're going to do, cause it's going to help give me ideas, you know, and then we can like talk about it. And also we can all get excited about doing it, you know, and that kind of thing. So, so that's, that's what we're going to do today. So, um, so join us just the listeners, Ava and Steve on, uh, our, our virtual coffee date <laughs> as we as we talk about how we're going to uh make ava come <laughs> on n- nobody's listening it's just you and me right are uh-huh. you wait you're starting to blush a little bit now <laughs> <laughs> you're having too much fun with this already i am you I are am. <laughs> um so uh what what's what's up with you what's new Oh gosh, not not a lot. It's been very rainy and dreary all day today, so I've been extra extra lazy. How yeah. about you? Uh, well, I drove from Chattanooga up to Nashville, so I'm in Nashville right now, and stopped by to go see my mom. It's Mother's Day today that we're recording this, and so I, um, this is my first time to see them. Like I've been vaccinated and stuff, so it's my first time to see them in a long time. Both my parents, so I went and hung out with my mom for like four hours today and That's so uh, nice it was and you know i got to hug her and she hugged me back and um so yeah it was nice that's awesome but then i just rolled in and so then i had to get everything set up and things like that you know <laughs> eat a little bit before we record this and things so i've been kind of running and then like you say it's raining and it is raining hard over here mm-hmm. so, um but i don't know that's what i've been doing and so so I don't know what what's going on in your life. I know um, you and your partner, for, who have been I don't know what do you say dating for years. How do you? Yeah. Guys- um. I I just say we've been together. We've been together for four four and a half years now. I think it's been. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he and so I just learned recently that um, he has moved to like the other side of town and you're, so you guys are on opposite sides. So uh-huh. I was going to ask, I didn't necessarily know that until you brought that up or whatever, but can I ask about that? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so moving across town is definitely putting it lately. We were both living, um, in the same house in East Nashville up until this past fall. And in October, I, I got my own apartment, uh, because I, I just wanted more space and more autonomy and I wanted to be able to like 
do naked yoga in my living room whenever I want to and like not have to coordinate with like, is it going to be anybody else around? So, so I have my own space again. And so my partner and his spouse and, and their daughter, they moved to Dixon and I'm out here in Mount Juliet, which is like an hour plus drive probably. Yeah. So not super convenient. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but my partner stays with me probably about like a third of the time he's here. He's actually on vacation right now. So um, he dropped the dogs off a couple of days ago. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. Um, well, interesting. I, yeah, I did not know that. So you really just kind of wanted like a little bit more flexibility in your space. I totally thought you said flexibility at first and not flexibility. Flexibility. <laughs> well, that would go with the naked yoga. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it gives me a little more of the freedom and autonomy back that I didn't really have before. I think like the concept of family poly is it's, it's fantastic and it's wonderful and it's so um, so valuable to have when it works well, but it's also a lot of work and a lot of coordination. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, there's just a little bit less, uh, autonomy and a lot more coordination. So this gives me a little more of that freedom and flexibility back that I was kind of needing. Yeah. Okay, good. So you like it because you're on, this is your own place? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a two bed, two bath apartment. Um, pretty spacious for what I'm, what I'm paying. I don't really like living in the Mount Juliet area, but I like the apartment itself. I like where I'm living in the space that I have. So. Yeah. Okay, cool. What's out? Well, um, trying to think what else, if there's anything else interesting, you know, most of my stuff. Yeah. Um, gosh. My, I'll tell you that I'll share this with you just, um, and so dear listeners, a lot of times when you're getting together and you're going to go talk about, you know, doing a scene or something like that, it's like, you don't have to jump right into it. So, so I think what I'm going to do tonight is while we do this, I might interrupt like this a little bit periodically, you know, because I do want it to be sort of like a teaching experience yeah. you know, as well. Um, but yeah, you could just jump right in and start talking about things. But I think a lot of times it is nicer to kind of, I'm going to say, sort of break the ice just to try to connect with the other person, you know, and, and just like share a little bit of stuff. And then you can kind of slide into the, the, uh, the sexier things, you know, but so with me. Um, I guess what I'll share is like my son is graduating uh, from high school. So he's been looking at colleges and uh, he's got, he's going to go to NC State, North Carolina State University for engineering. And so that's very exciting. And he, but we were comparing that and the University of Tennessee and there's a price difference, Mm. you know, between the two. So he was kind of torn for a while between like, well, what's the right thing to do? And what are we going to do? Cause like, we'll help him financially what we can. But then it's like, in the end, it's like, you get loans. It's like, they're your loans, you know? Yeah. So, but he, he's decided, and NC State did, they did offer financial help and things like that. So he has picked that. And so that's exciting. He is a straight A student. And it is not that like his mom and I do not push him on stuff. Both my kids are straight A students. And I'm like, I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> um, I will say, though, like I, I feel like as a parent, my and you could apply this to kind of any relationship. Like my job is not to go in there and like he didn't want to he doesn't want to learn stuff from me. You know, I've realized like there's a difference between how he looks at teachers and coaches mm-hmm. and a parent. And uh, I remember him kicking a soccer ball around you know, at, at practice and stuff like that. And he came over and one time I was like, oh, well, that's great. Now see if you can do this, right? And that is not what he wanted to hear. He just <laughs> wanted to come over and show how cool he was at doing you know, mm-hmm. this thing. And that kind of has led me into being like, no, that's as a parent, one of the things we can do is just like point out how how cool 
that the kid is, you know, of what they do. So I, I, I do kind of work on that a lot, but that's really the only thing I could say as far as like parental guidance. So like both my kids are like straight A students and I just, I'm like, God, I don't know how you guys do that. Like that is amazing. And I'm jealous. And I'd be like, like, I never got straight A's and they'll be like, I know dad, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so that's, you know, you could say like, that's in, in some way like encouragement or something like that, but, but they, they both, yeah, they're both very smart. And okay. so I feel very lucky. Yeah. I feel very lucky that way. So, well, and then like today, very like motivated and, and driven. And I think it's a good call out that, you know, parenting isn't necessarily just educational support, but also like validation and emotional support as well. I think that gets overlooked a lot sometimes. Yeah. You know, and I think one of the things that I'm going to say, I've kind of learned through like poly and relationship stuff. Okay. Is like, you'll, you'll know this is like, you don't have to go in there and fix everything, yeah. you know? And so uh, that is, that's something else to have kind of learned. And I don't know how much like in the past I really was like a fixer, but now I really know like, no, I don't need to go do all that. You can just sit with the person, you know, or whatever, you know, just kind of be there for them. So, and that can be yeah. harder, not like intentionally not making, uh, like doing anything to try to fix it, but just holding space and being there for a person. For me, like that's, that's harder to do. I'm like, let me, let me go and fix all these things. And then we don't have to worry about it anymore. Mm -hmm. That's how I'm going to comfort you. That's not most of the times, even that's really not the best solution. Mm -hmm. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But it is like a skill set that you do learn, you know, yeah. so so you kind of know like, okay, it might be hard, but you're like, this is how I'm helping them, you yeah. know, by not, not getting in there and doing things. <laughs> so anyway, but uh, yeah, so that's what we have been doing recently is like the, the, all the, the senior kind of graduation type stuff. So that's, that's exciting. And then that makes me sit there and think like, well, okay, he's going to head off to college. And then my daughter, she got, I've got her for two more years. And then, then it'll be a different phase of my life, you know, but I'm really trying to enjoy the time that I have, you know, with both of them. Cause I realize like it's limited at this point. I'm like, yeah. oh, we're coming down to the end. And so, but uh, yeah. What a, what an exciting time. I mean, I imagine that also must be scary to an extent making such a big transition, not just in their lives, but in your life too. Yeah. Um, it is, but I'll, I'll, let me share this cause this is, relates to like our podcast type stuff. So I've asked him, I said, well, what about your girlfriend? Like, what do you, you know, have you guys talked? And he's like, well, we've talked. And I was like, did you kind of come up with anything? Cause she's a year behind him. Mm -hmm. so he's a senior she's a junior so he, he was like well i don't know like we don't have any answers for it you know of like what what are we going to do and uh that is pro i'm, I'm kind of like that's probably the right thing you know like we are going into this area it is unknown and um but it's like you know things that could go wrong okay she could come along and be like no like don't go you know and try to or be like you know go to university of tennessee which is a lot closer and she's never done that you know so i think that's very mature um yeah uh, she could also be like well i'm gonna follow you i've not heard that mm -hmm. and i don't know that that's necessarily bad you know but it's just sort of like um you know who knows so i'm kind of like okay well good for you guys like they've dated for a year and a half or more i would say and so and to me what i can tell is you know everything's good on that end so it kind of sucks like this is definitely going to impact things and changes things and yeah we'll just have to kind of see where it goes but it's interesting to me like talking to them like they've they don't really have exactly a plan it's like we're just gonna have to kind of figure things out 
do they feel comfortable with that? That's not like, I, for me, like when I can't come up with a plan or a solution, it stresses me out. It like triggers my anxiety really bad. So that's something that I struggle with. And so for me hearing that thinking like, oh, they're able to say, we don't have all the answers. We, we are going to figure it out, but like the, the path forward isn't super clear and we're just gonna have to figure it out as we go along and to be okay, like to be at peace with, with that being the answer. Like that's, that's a really strong skill to have just being okay with the unknown. Yeah. And, and I don't necessarily know how okay they are with it. You know, I think again, as a kid, it's like you get pushed into stuff that you do not get to have any say in right so it's like you're you have to go do this you just have to listen to what your parents say and everything. so i think kids are more like different than grown-ups in the sense that like they're used to being kind of pushed around sometimes mm -hmm. you know on and that's maybe not the right word but it, so i think some of it is like well this is another thing this is what's going on right so it's like you know he, he's got to go to school what do you what do you do and so they might just be a little bit more accepting but i don't know if they necessarily like it you know, sure. And I, and I think that she maybe has deals with a little bit of anxiety, like you're kind of saying, like you, you would too. So I don't know. I don't, you know, and I've not asked her, I've asked my son, but I've not, I don't want to be like the nosy parent and, yeah. <laughs> and go at like, you know, Hey, tell me how you're feeling, you know, <laughs> girlfriend of my son. Like, right. uh, so anyway, but, it, but it was just talking to him and it's like, yeah, they've kind of talked about it, but they don't have any answers. I'm like, that's, that's probably right. Yeah. Well, um, so let's kind of change topics here. Sure. How are you feeling about our upcoming scene? Oh, I'm excited about it. I want to, I want to plan it out and, and figure out all the things so that I can anticipate how badly you're going to make me blush because I know you're going to make me blush. You always do. Well, I'm going to do it right now. Um, so what have you, what have you thought about the scene? Um, like have you I've had a any few kind of fantasies going on in your head? I don't know about fantasies per se, but I was kind of trying to wrap my head around the idea of, you know, next time that I seen with Steven, what, you know, what does the, what should the focus be? Like what would be the most appealing thing? And I have a little bit of conflict about how I, how I feel trying to answer that question because it's been so long mm -hmm. since I played with anyone besides my partner because of the pandemic. Um, and you and I, it's been, it's been years, I think, since you and I have played it all. So I kind of feel like we should almost like hit the reset button and oh. like restart from scratch almost. Oh, I, I, I agree. No, I totally yeah. agree. I totally agree. That's that's where I feel like we are. Like because people change too. So the fact that we have played in the past, it's like that is no guarantee that th this is going to be like that we're going to just pick up right where we left off, you know. And yeah. So I think that yeah, I'm really thinking of this as like almost like a first time. And that's why too like I I wanted to talk to you. But and I'll say too, my style changes. Like what mm -hmm. I do, I almost feel like I don't have total control of it because it's like you can be you know, interested in, I don't know, one area at one time. Right. But then we, your interests kind of change, you know, and so therefore yeah. your style changes and, um, and I would say that's growth. You know, that's what I feel like. Um, so like some ways like just spanking somebody, I'm like, I've got to do something more than that. Like that's not enough, you know? So <laughs> at one point it was like, that was enough. Like that was exciting. Mm -hmm. And you know, I hadn't done that before. And so that was, that did something. And now I'm kind of like, no, like I can do that, but it's like, I really want more. I want something more interesting. And that's why we're having our virtual coffee 
chat right now yeah. so I can pick your brain and find things that I can use against you in a good positive way. So if I said, Stephen, I just want a standard run of the mill vanilla spanking scene, you would be disappointed with that? Uh, I would not believe you. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm like, I'm like, uh, so yeah, that's not, you're, you're, there's more to you than that. And I know that, Definitely. right? So that's one reason why, like I asked you in the first place is like, and, and you are fun and you're always kind of happy about stuff. And so like, I know like you're, you will be fun to play with and, and we've played in the past. So I know that's, but, uh, but I am interested to see like, yeah, I would like to do something new, you know, yeah. that we have okay. not done in the past. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how you feel like your style has changed over the years? Like yeah. kind of where you are now? Yes. <laughs> so, um, when I first started playing with people and things, you know, it's like, you, you know, you're here and then let's say I'm playing with Kimberly. Okay. So it's me and it's Kimberly. And yes, we're in a public place where we're doing this. Cause a lot of times, like Ava and I, when we play, we're going to play at, at the Mark, which is the kinky community center that we go to in Nashville. And, um, so the first time you ever do something like that, it's like, you have to, you're aware there's other people around that people can see. And the room is basically one big open room, which again, they do that for safety reasons. They don't want to have like dark corners where something, you know, that's not consensual could be going on. So it's, it's a big room. So people can see you and you have to, you know, that can be, that could be daunting at first in the very beginning. So mentally it's like, okay, so when I am, say I'm playing with Kimberly, like I ha I'm there, I need to be focused on her and kind of tune everybody else out, right? So that's what I was trying to do because I really want like, okay, I need to, I want her to have a good scene. I need to pay attention to signals and things like that and not necessarily be distracted by whatever else is going on in, in the room. Then you get, I, I got to a certain point where I'm like, well, we're all at this play party you know, and if, and everybody's having these sex BDSM scenes around you and like, it's almost felt kind of like not right to like ignore that, you know? So I think what's going on is like, no, we're aware that that's where we are and that there's this other stuff going on and that people are watching. So now I've, you, one of the things that really has changed to me is to point out that like you, Ava, like, why would you come to a sex club in the first place? And then, you know, people are going to watch you. And so like, you like that, don't you? I do, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I, and feel I think like... in the moment, like in the moment, it's very easy to pretend. It almost feels like you should ignore people that are watching when you're in the middle of the scene, mm -hmm. right? But I mean, to a degree, there's always that, that little piece of awareness in the back of your mind of like, oh, there's people around and you're doing crazy stuff. Like they're probably watching you. Yeah. And yeah. like kind of like getting a little like bit of satisfaction out of that. Yeah. So I kind of, one where my style has changed a little bit too, is just like admitting that, yeah, there's people watching. And so we, you know, if you and I are playing and there are people, like if there's a, you know, several people and they're like actively watching, I might point that out to you. Like, and then mm -hmm. you know, like, how's this, how's that make you feel? You know, like here you are doing these slutty things and now everybody knows what kind of person you are because they're all mm -hmm. watching you. You know, and so those are things that I didn't ever say or do before. And I've just learned like, that, that's like, I'm going to say the dirty talk, you know, and it's like, how do you do the dirty talk? And one of the secrets is like, you just point out things like you just point out truths and realities, you know, of, of 
of the situation. So, mm-hmm. so that has happened more. So I don't want to be like, oh, here comes Steven. He's the guy that always makes a scene and points out everybody to everybody else around that. Like, I don't want to just, I don't want to be like that. And I feel like I do that kind of interaction more than most people. So I might have mm-hmm. a bit of a reputation for doing that. Um, and I think that's okay, but I don't want to do it like on at every single scene. You know, there are times sure. where I like, I do want to have like the intimate moment and be like focused on you. And then there's other times where it's like, no, I do. Here we are in this room, you know, like let's, let's be honest about it, you know, and kind of, so one of the things I really wanted to find out about you and I'm starting to is like, what is your comfort level? Cause some people are not, they're not exhibitionists, right? So they're like, yes, I'm going to play at the club. I'm going to play there because it's safe or whatever. And I'm, this is my first time. And I really hope that nobody watches, you know, but I'm mm-hmm. going to, you know, so everybody's, everybody's a little bit different. And so with you, I really, I don't think we've ever had this kind of conversation. I think when we have played in the past, I've tried to be focused just on you. So I didn't mm-hmm. know how much of an exhibitionist you are or how much you like, I'm going to say sort of that humiliation play of if I point things out, like you do something slutty and I point it out, mm-hmm. like now everybody knows. Yeah. Um, that, that's a great topic, actually. Um, I am not so much of an exhibitionist that like, if I'm stripped down naked and you tell me to like dance for people that I'd like, that's going to be a little too intense for me. Right. But like, if we're Is naked, in the yoga, okay. <laughs> naked yoga at home in my living room is fine, but naked not yoga at the mark. If I'm the only one doing it now. <laughs> Okay. I think we've had naked yoga classes at the mark before. That would be fun. Probably. Right. Probably. Um, but uh, yeah, if it's a matter of like you pointing out something to me, um, or pointing out something to the crowd, like that, I, that I would probably squirm a little bit, but that would be within my comfort, my 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 threshold, my mm-hmm. comfort zone, so to speak. Um, but the more kind of more intense examples of humiliation in my head, like you know, go like crawl up to this person and like beg them to let you like kiss their feet. Like that's something that's in my head. That's like really intense and really sexy in my head, but I would be absolutely terrified to do in real life. Like that would be too much for me kind of a thing. Okay. So one of the things I think we often do with negotiation, but also just BDSM in general. Okay. I think is like we take an idea and then we figure out like, how can we do this and make it safe? You know, Mm -hmm. so we want that experience and so so you and i were talking the other day about this you know and i thought this was so funny i still laugh at it where i'm like what was it like if where you know am i allowed to make you come and you said yeah that that's okay um and what was it though and i said what if we added the blindfold but what did i ask you to do and you were like oh i couldn't do that and i said what if it was coming and you were like i don't mm-hmm. know if i'm ready to come in front of everybody i think that's mm-hmm. what you said right and i said well would it help if you were blindfolded and then you couldn't see the people watching you and you go, yes, I think that would help. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's a great example. We're working together trying to figure out like, how can we do this thing and make it safe enough and comfortable enough where, um, where, where you, where you would want to do it. So, you know, yeah. so, uh, yeah, so you're okay. I'm going to just double check with you. You're okay. If, if I play with you and make you come. Yes, I'm okay with that. Especially if there's a blindfold involved. Okay. So blindfold, but then <laughs> I'm allowed to like periodically just like lift up a corner of the blindfold and be like, look at the people watching you. Put it back down. <laughs> Don't think about them. Ava. And then I would distract <laughs> you with like the Hitachi or something like that. Um, 
I don't know about about lifting the blindfold. Also, we should use the goggles, not a blindfold. Oh, the goggles. Totally that's right. Use the goggles. Okay. Um, but you know what? I, something that I was thinking about earlier, I I would be really interested in doing a scene with you that felt more intimate than what we have done in the past because I feel like um, it, it always feels very like high energy and very fun when I've played with you in the past mm -hmm. or when I've seen you scening with others. And I wonder if we can do something that feels a little more intimate and maybe we could like play on the humiliation with that where if I'm blindfolded the entire time, you can tell me stories about like, oh, people are watching or people are whispering or here's what's happening around you. So maybe I'm not, I'm not seeing people watching, but maybe you're describing it to me. That might be a more intimate way of kind of exploring that. Okay. Would you like, I don't know. no, that, that's good. I like that. Okay. So I'm going to kind of vibe off that idea. What sure. if I tried to take away your power? Okay. So that would mean like you lose your visual sense, you know, so the goggles either impair or take away your, your sight. Um, I would, I think it's nice if you can hear me, you know, so mm -hmm. I would do that. Um, but you don't necessarily need to talk. You know, we've already kind of talked about that. We could put a nice ball gag in your mouth. And, mm -hmm. and that would, you know, again, that's, I'm going to try to just limit you. We could tie you, we could make it to where you're not. So if you're have a ball gag and you can't see, then if I walk you around that space, there's a, there's vulnerability with that. Right. Yes. And vulnerability often is sexy. So the whole thing to me about the bondage thing is that you are making somebody vulnerable and, um, but it's, it's building trust you know, they have mm -hmm. to trust. So, so in the end, when they come out on the other side and they're happy and they had a good scene, it's like, then they, that really does kind of build the trust. But the fun thing is in that moment, you you talking about like the intimacy part. I, what do you think about doing more bondage and me taking away some of those things to make you feel more vulnerable? I'm open to that. I've always been very um, kind of take it or leave it when it comes to bondage before. But I think in this context, that could be really fun and really helpful. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that's one of those things too. Like I have not always done tons of bondage, but I think I want to. I think I'm okay. like, I would say like, <laughs> as, you know, again, like stylistically, I feel like I'm starting to head that direction more because I like the, uh, the, the, I'm going to say the intimate kind of connection of it where you're making somebody helpless. So, and then yeah. I, I'll add this listeners. Um, I have learned that when you tie somebody up or, you know, do the, do bondage of some sort, um, you have to kind of, what's the right word? I'm, I'm going to say for, as an example, like you have to hurt them sometimes. So either hurting or, you know, making the person come something like that. Okay. If you make it too safe, and you don't do like, so if you're just spanking somebody, right. And let's just say it's just like a nice, easy, gentle spanking. Okay. The person can very often come out on the other side and be like, well, that was a little bit boring, you know, because mm -hmm. I didn't get pushed. And so I've learned like, no, you have to throw in some that actually like hurt. And that's important because then once you do that, then they're like, oh, that could happen again. And it changes mm -hmm. the whole feel of things. And the same thing with like, you know, if you, if you tie your partner up and you're going to make them come, it's like they they don't get to control that, you know, you're kind of taking that from them or you're having the control over that. And I think that is important because that's that vulnerability part that, you know, that they do not have. So it's just interesting. It's like, no, you, that is why I think we go hurt each other, or at least for me, I shouldn't say that. Some people, <laughs> some people like to hurt people because they 
that's their thing. They, you know, they yeah. like that and they do it in a safe way and everybody's, everybody's happy. But, um, I think for me, it's more maybe the reaction, you know, mm -hmm. of, of, and that's, again, that's part of me connecting with you is like, I want to see your reactions and, and, and share that with you. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's nice. So, <laughs> okay. So it sounds like we are going to probably do some, some bondage. And I know you like impact play and spankings and, uh, I don't know, like for toys and things like that, are there any toys that you don't like or that you love? Like what about canes or, or whips? Um, I, when it comes to impact play, I prefer like a combination of thuddy and stingy, but heavier on the thuddy side. Okay. Um, and I don't do whips or like single tails. Those are a little too intense for me. I thought I remember you saying that. Yeah. Okay. Um, what if, <laughs> what if you were tied up and vulnerable and I, got the whip out and I hit you with it, but very lightly and just to make it kind of scary. Cause now that I know that you're scared <laughs> of them, that makes me want to get them out. Yeah. I, I would be open to that. That would work for me as long as it's not like a, a full on like whipping scene. Yeah. I have very low tolerance for that, but yeah, if you okay. want to, yeah, pull it out just to make things interesting. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. Um, something else. Okay, that I think is important. This is again my own style, but I think this is really important. Okay, is one I want you to be always tell me the truth in the scene. Mm -hmm. So if I say, uh, you know, did you like that? You have to say yes or no, you know, and tell me the truth. If it's, you know, can you take more? I need to know the truth. Is that too much? I need to know the truth. You know, that way I can respond well. And so um, while it's great, you know, you have to have a safe word, and we'll use red is our safe word. That's like the standard, standard one. Yeah. But, um, but besides safe words, I just like to get the feedback, right? So if you're mm -hmm. like, we have not seen in a long time. Um, so I just want you to be able to talk to me in the scene. And when you tell me something, I'm going to believe you. So you mm -hmm. can't be like, no, no, but it really means <laughs> yes. Like you can't do that, you know? Yeah. So, um, and it's fine. I've been in a scene before with somebody where, they, um, they were tied and they did not have vision and things were going on and I was nervous about it, you know, of, of, of how, and there was, uh, I had, I had helpers, you know, and so there mm -hmm. was like four of us. Um, and, <laughs> and she was like, no, no. And I thought it was all okay, but I got to, I got worried. And so I was like, you know, Hey, you're saying no, do you mean no? Or, or are you okay? And she goes, no, it's good. <laughs> okay. So, so, you know, that was, that was good, but I still was like nervous enough. I was like, wait a minute, I need to just check in and make sure that this, that this is okay. So, um, but, but yeah. So I know some, some people enjoy that style of playing and that no is not treated as a safe word. Like pineapple is a safe word or something. Yeah. Right. Uh, because sometimes people enjoy that like struggle or like saying no and having it not being listened to. Like some people enjoy exploring something like that. And I think for, for me, I guess my stance is I would be open to something like that with, like with my romantic partner, with somebody that I played with like regularly all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, but especially for like getting into the scene or playing with someone new, it just, it feels like really gray territory in the middle of a scene where endorphins are running high and energy is running high and adrenaline's running high. It just yeah. it feels a little too gray area for me. Yeah. 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 No, I, I agree. The other thing is I will check in with you a good amount 
you know, just to mm-hmm. kind of make sure that things are going well. So, so to me, the co- a great combination, especially if you know, have not played with the person before is like, ask them to tell you the truth, you know, about, mm-hmm. about things. So you get honest, good feedback. And then, yeah, just check in like in the middle of the scene, just be like, just checking in everything you, you doing okay. And, you know, again, you don't, it doesn't have to like break the whole scene. It really isn't. You're just checking it, but it's also, it's building that trust, you know? So it's like, I'm mm-hmm. taking care. I'm, yes, I'm hitting you. I know this hurts, but I'm also checking in because I care. Are you okay, yeah. Ava? Do you want it? <laughs> do you want it harder? <laughs> do you want it harder? Oh, do you, do you want me to answer that? I do want I want it harder? Do you want yes, her? I want it harder. Okay, good. And then I would say like, <laughs> okay, say it, say, hit me harder. <laughs> Come on, Ava. I can't it. do that. Can't I can't that. do that if I have a gag in my mouth. I know. And the drool, you'd have the drool coming down because you'd be helpless. <laughs> and I would be like, you have drool coming out of your mouth. How does that make you feel? That makes me feel dirty. And you like that, don't you? I do. That's true. It is true. <laughs> so what else makes you feel dirty? You, you like feeling dirty. Mm, yes, I do. So how help me make you feel dirty. What do I need to know? <laughs> It's just you um, and me, just you and me talking. <laughs> uh, oh, you're making me blush. I can't think now. Um, <laughs> what other things make me feel dirty? I enjoy feeling like a cum slut. Oh, that's so hard to say out loud. Steven, that's so hard to say out loud. So you like a lot. You like cum. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you nervous? <laughs> now you're nervous. I'm so nervous. <laughs> well, I can't, I can't do that on this scene. You know, we can't like that. I won't be able to do that, but that is awesome to know. So, mm-hmm. so you're going to have to tell me more like, like what you would just like multiple people. So not necessarily like in reality, but like the concept of it, like talking about it. Well, this is where um, we try to make things happen. This is where we like, let's figure out a safe way. Like, so, and so mm-hmm. you, again, this is where it's like, yeah, we're talking. Okay. But we are working together to figure out like, okay, how, so this is great information. And I love mm-hmm. the fact that you're a little nervous about it. <laughs> so, okay. Um, but so I'm going to take that to be like, yeah, you do sort of like the idea of, I mean, you've been with multiple people before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how how many penises have you had all at the same time? Uh, in like in one scene? Yes. Uh, three. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of dirty. Like uh, yes. you need more. Like one is not enough. You need more. <laughs> yes, always more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, it was that was actually a really um, it was a very dirty experience like feeling used by three three different people right but it was also in a wait, way really wait wait empowering. wait you said you like to feel used that's what i heard you say uh-huh uh-huh see I'm, uh-huh. this is yeah, this I is why that. we're having virtual <laughs> coffee so we can ex- extract <laughs> interesting things okay so you so would you like me to to use you to make you feel used yes okay so when you can't see, cause you're going to have goggles on and I'm pulling, mm-hmm. pulling you around by your hair. So, 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 okay. So this is what I would like to do. So I'm allowed, I'm allowed to touch your pussy and I could touch you anywhere. Um, yes, I have no interest in anal penetration though. At all. At all. Okay. What if it was with a whip? Just kidding. Just <laughs> 
I've never been asked that before. <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just a tip, just a thin little tip. Yeah. Um, okay. No, but that's good. Okay. So, so that's, that's one of the things I need to know for like sort of a boundary and, and that that's helpful to know, but I'm allowed to touch you other places. Um, I can yeah. For, for me, there's no body part that is off limit aside from avoid anal penetration and, um, tickling, tickling is a hard limit. I, there's nothing about tickling that does anything for me. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't be tickled. And part of that is like my reaction to being tickled is a little bit like so violent. I'm like, I will accidentally <laughs> hurt the person who's uh-huh. doing that, yeah. you know, but it's like, I, I can't, <laughs> that, that would be a hard limit for me. I want to, I want to revisit something, um, from a couple of minutes ago about, um, I was, I, I, you called me out on how I enjoy feeling used. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, there are a lot of ways in which I do enjoy that. Um, but there's also something very empowering about that experience too. And yeah. in the example where like, yeah, I've, I've had a scene that involved like three different penises at once. And yes, that felt really dirty being used that way, but it also felt very empowering being able to provide pleasure to that many people at once. Like mm-hmm. that was also very enriching for me too. And I think that when it comes to like humiliation play and dirty talk and, and a lot of the stuff that we're covering right now, there's also something really empowering being on the receiving end of, of all of that. There's just something that feels strong about being able to let down your walls and be vulnerable and, and admit those things and kind of embrace those things. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're demonstrating courage. That's, yeah. what, that's what I think is going on. You know, you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable and you might be nervous, right? And that's fine, mm-hmm. but you're doing it and it's like, okay, you are courageous, you know, for, for doing that. So, yeah, I think that yeah. is part of that, that does make you feel strong, you know, as a, as a bottom. Now, do you ever identify at all, like as a submissive how, or how, how would you describe, mm. how would you describe how you identify? I have kind of taken this sort of blanket statement of identifying as a bottom because yes, there are aspects of me that identify as a submissive or as a masochist or as a little um, or as a slave, but none of those individually really fit my overall identity. Um, There's like bits and pieces of that, like depending on the person, depending on my mood, depending on the situation, you know, I might feel more masochistic one day than, than the next day. Um, so for me, it's really very much just kind of blanket statement bottom because that encompasses all those things, regardless of what I'm feeling any one particular day. Mm -hmm. Um, it has been a long time since I have truly felt like a solid submissive role. Um, and I think that that has a lot to do with the fact that most of my play partners over the years are not super dominant in nature. They're more top in nature. Um, and also a dominant submissive relationship is, it's a really, really intimate thing that takes a lot of trust built up that I just, I haven't met anyone that like is really looking for that kind of like serious DS type relationship. So I don't, I don't get a lot of action from like, from a submissive perspective. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I, I agree with you. I think the whole DS dominance and submission is a relationship, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can't do it on the first time that you just meet because it's like you haven't developed trust. That's again, Mm -hmm. all about the trust. You know, it's like that the person I'm going to say you in this case wants to give this as a gift, you know, to the other Mm -hmm. person, um, that, that, that takes time to develop that, you know, and develop that, um, I almost want to say craving that's maybe not the right word, but it's, but you know, to develop 
for the submissive person to have that desire to really want to do these things for their partner that mm -hmm. takes takes time and that that is it really does. i think really on that relationship side you know yeah well in dominance and submission relationships like those those are power exchange relationships that takes a lot of work and energy and maintenance and focus like mm -hmm. it's for me it's not something to be taken lightly and i'm i'm sure that that you know if we wanted to we could negotiate a role-playing scene around dominance and submission but like from a relationship perspective if i have a dominant and this is who my dom is mm -hmm. that, that that takes a lot of work and time and investment mm -hmm. yeah yeah um okay so let's see um you like to be used uh-huh and you're okay with some humiliation if i was to do something you didn't like it you would just tell me like i'm really nervous about this i don't think i want to do this yes so that gives I would me tell you. yeah so uh listeners like that gives me more freedom i can now what i'm allowed to do is i'm allowed to try something you know with ava and um know that if it doesn't go well, she will tell me and then I can stop. Uh, one of the things I've learned with scenes is like, you're fine to kind of make mistakes, like say something goes wrong. Okay. That's okay. Then what matters is like how you handle it. So how you handle like the fact that this, you know, this mistake happened. Okay. How you handle it is either going to build trust or it's going to break the trust, you know? So the fact that the incident happened is like, that's okay. And if you you know, do the right thing to like take care of the person or you stop doing whatever like that, then you know, it's going to build trust and that's going to make, that's going to be better, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, if you mess up, you know, like if you don't hand, if the situation happens and you don't handle it well, then you're shooting yourself in the foot. You know, that, that person's going to have reasons why they don't, they don't trust you. So I've gotten now to the point where I used to be nervous with playing with people. I don't know if I've ever told, told you this, but it was like, I, <laughs> I, be going in to play with somebody new or something like that. Right. And there's like a little bit of nervousness or fear that like, well, what if I mess up? What if I do this? Like, I like this person. I don't want this to be a bad scene. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and I think, especially when you're new to playing this way, it's like that kind of stuff happens. Right. And then now it's like, I don't get that way anymore. And I think it's because I know that if something goes wrong that like with you, we're playing, if something goes wrong, we're going to work it out. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I just know that. Like, so I'm kind of like that, the fear goes away of like, I can't really mess up too bad because anything that happens, like I have the confidence that this is like what Navi Bliss was talking about too. Like if mm -hmm. something goes yes. wrong, you like, I have the confidence that I'm going to be able to go ahead and like handle the situation, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that, yeah. So that's really kind of nice. So that again, gives me the, the opportunity, like while we're in the scene to kind of just try things, you know, cause again, it's like, I like to get ideas, but then the, we'll start the scene and then I'm not always sure where it's going to go. Yeah. So that's again, my personal style. If you are new to all this, it's better to, to work it out and be like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do the spanking and then I'm going to try a cane and we won't try the whip and, you know, and then we'll just, that'll be it you know, for mm -hmm. like our scene, you know, cause again, this, you're better to kind of, you want your scene to be successful. So in some ways like doing less is better, you know, in, in the beginning, I don't know. What would you give like for advice for somebody who's like, just, so, so think of like new people just coming out to the club. Mm -hmm. Um, like what, what advice would you give them for when they're just starting a scene? 
or starting to my my personal advice or at least the way that i handled it when i was newer is to map out not necessarily every single stroke but uh, map out as much as possible. Like talk through like, what should the warm up look like? Like for me, like if, if we're doing impact, I would like a longer, more gradual warm up, like at least 10 minutes for a warm up. Not everybody needs that. Um, but talking through like, what is the warm up going to look like? And then which toys are we playing with? Which ones are we not playing with? And how are we using them? Because some people prefer like certain techniques over others and just mm -hmm. making sure that, you know, is the top aware that like, I love this paddle, but only if you use it on me a certain way, right? Thinking through any particulars like that, like call them out so that you can set both of you up for success as much as possible. And I, I agree with you, Stephen, like as you get more experience, especially with a specific play partner, you can kind of open that up more to leave, leave a little bit more mystery if that's something that you're both open to. And um, make room for a little more improvisation um, because mm -hmm. that can lead to some really fun adventurous scenes. But I think to set yourself up for success the first few times, like get get a feel for for what works for you and for the other person and then start kind of branching out and becoming more adventurous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, for me, I got to a certain point where it was like, I don't want to um, know everything that's going to happen you know, or I don't want to share everything that's going to happen right up front. Okay. And that was because it's like, it can feel a little bit too boxed in, I guess, when you go through, but yeah, but you need to do that at first, you know? Yeah. And then I think like what you and I are doing is on a, I don't want to say different level, but it is a little bit more advanced. Okay. Because we have already established a certain amount of trust to where I'm sitting here saying like, are you let, willing to let me like try things Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then you will give me the good feedback. You know, that is mm -hmm. something that you can't just do if, with like pickup play. If you just met somebody that night, um, I, I don't know, maybe if they had tons of experience or something like that, but you know, generally speaking, you need, we're, we're able to ne negotiate. I'm going to say better because we're taking the time to do this, you know, yeah. which, which you don't have to, you know, you can do something quicker, but to me, it's like, I always like, I appreciate you taking the time to to have this conversation, you know, and like, let us re record it. And, um, but yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's going to be worth it. I'm going to learn things about you and we're going to be able to do a deeper, like you said, more intimate, um, scene together. Then if we hadn't had this conversation, we were just like, okay, we'll just start using some paddles and spankings and, you know, mm -hmm. and, and see where it goes. So I don't yeah. know. that's why I like all this. And I like getting to know you that, <laughs> that, that is, People are interesting, you know? And so I'm going to say like at, f with, with you, it's like um, that you want to be used. Like I'm, that's a great one. That to me is really interesting, <laughs> you know? And I didn't know that before. I maybe suspected. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but I didn't know. <laughs> I love it. So, um, okay. Well, give me a couple more ideas like on the dirtiness, like what's going to make you feel dirty? Um, hmm. I know you've done so much and you're so comfortable with everything that <laughs> that's true. I've done a lot. Uh, what makes me Slut. feel dirty? Slut. Uh, name calling certainly. Um, like what? Tell me, tell me. Oh, you want me to name names? That's so hard. <laughs> like what kind of um, name calling are you talking about? Well, so I named one already earlier, right? Like come slut or just whatever comes to mind, like dirty or whore or skink. Like 
there there are no names that come to mind that I'd be like, no, don't call me that. There are no names that I have ever like wanted to avoid in the past. Okay. If that helps. It does. It does. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and I'll tell you, I think for, for name calling like that, the best thing to do is again, uh, to try to just point out things about you. Like when I notice mm -hmm. something, point it, because then it's true. And when it's true, it's stronger. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Cause it hits you deeper. Yeah. So yeah. It, yeah. So being a cum slut like you are and admitting it to everybody. Mm -hmm. One, that's courageous, but two, you are dirty. Mm -hmm. You're and you like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that is one of the beautiful things I think about people. I mean, it's like, and that's, I think your, your feelings I think are pretty common, you know, and, and, you know, in some respects, like probably all of us, but because there is a certain freedom and that's what I'm hoping to do. Like, I would love to give you the freedom to be that dirty cum slut. Yeah. That is right. And that's that like sexual freedom that comes with that because there is so much shame that comes associated with those types of names, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're kind of trained and programmed in our culture to, to think of a phrase like cum slut and like feel shame around it. And you don't have to, you get to enjoy that. If that's something that that gets you wet, like go for it. Like that shouldn't be something that we have to hide in the closet. There's right. nothing wrong with that. Like from a sexual health standpoint, there's, there's, there's nothing to be ashamed of there. What else gets you wet? All the dirty things. <laughs> um, oh, oh, I, Steven, it is a hundred percent okay for you to say like, no, I'm not into that. But can I ask how you feel about face slapping? About slapping you in the face? Yes. I can slap you in the face. Oh my God, I would love that. That gets me so hot. <laughs> okay. No, that's great. <laughs> you know what is funny though? Is um, Kimberly likes face slapping. And yeah. I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. It does not, like I, I have been able to, I, I had to like work myself up, okay. but it took Brandy. I had to be able to practice and slap Brandy across the face. Right. And then because I was able to do that, I'm like, okay, I, I can do this now to Kimberly. But then I've, I've now given it up. I've been like, I just don't want to do that to you. You know, it just mm -hmm. doesn't, it's not quite clicking and feeling natural. I'm like, I know she likes it, but I'm like, and it's just not quite my thing, okay? But mm -hmm. with other people like you, Ava, being a dirty comes a lot. It's like, yes, I'll slap you across the face. I can do that for you. Would... Well, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and pull your hair around and uh -huh. uh, just mess with you, disorient you. What about the, how do you? What, what about the sex swing in the back? Do you like the sex swing? I have only used the sex swing with my partner before, and I enjoyed it, but we didn't. Hmm. I guess we, we did. I, I, I did orgasm. So yeah, we did use it for orgasm play. Just kidding. We totally did. <laughs> but it's been a while. It's been, I don't know, a year and a half or so since I've played there. I'm going to make you orgasm. You, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you that. Is that okay? Yes, that's okay. So see, we've gone from like, maybe in the beginning, like the last episode or whatever, when we first started talking, you were like on the fence, but now you're feeling, you're feeling good about it. Well, now we've talked about all these details and I have so much to look forward to along with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, how do you feel about breath play? <laughs> about, about giving it? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I can do, I can do that. Not, it's not a requirement or anything, but it's something that I wanted to I, throw I, out there. I, I, I like doing that with people. Cool. So okay. I do things that are annoying, right? So it's like, um, you know, you're not supposed to like cane somebody in the face, 
Well, I, I like to do that, but I don't do it hard. I just like they gently tap you in an annoying way in the, like, you know, and then I'll usually be like, oh, you're not supposed to do this. You know, it's really bad. It's like cane somebody in the face, you know? And, but it's like, it's, it's done safely, but it's more, but it's kind of annoying. So the, the breath play is a little bit like that too, of like, just to kind of come down and just like grab somebody, you know, like pinch their nose and cover their mouth and, and things. So yeah, I, I have done that in the past and um, I'll be happy to do that to, for you too. And I, I do, I do like the, the deep breath that uh -huh. comes at the end. So, <laughs> um, and then choking. Yes. Choking. Say yes, please. Yes, please. Pretty please. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Okay. I, I think I'm like, th this is, this is good. Like I have a, a, a good like I have a lot of ideas now. Right. So mm -hmm. I think what will end up happening is I will not have everything planned out. You know, it, it okay. I like having it kind of be spontaneous. Um, and so we will start probably with like impact play. Cause it just, you know, I find like that's often a good way to kind of just get into things. And then, um, I like to just sort of see where it goes and respond to you. So when I see your reactions, usually that helps give me ideas about what I need to do next. You know, um, I will try to keep you on your toes and not let you get too comfortable with things, you know, mm -hmm. or to make, cause I don't want you to be too comfortable with things. I want you to kind of be always have that sense of wonder of like, what is going to yeah. happen next? Um, I don't want you to be scared, scared. I do want you to be like good, nervous, <laughs> you know? Right. And so that's mm -hmm. why, again, it's like I could hurt you at any moment or please you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would like to see that your O face. <laughs> My O face. Your O face. <laughs> yeah. and, and so. Oh, oh questions. Yeah. I have questions about, about things that lead to the O face because we've talked about orgasms, but we haven't really talked about ways to get to orgasms. Are you in your mind, like, are you thinking about fisting um, you like penetrate well yes that that was one of the <laughs> yes that was one of the things that i was gonna ask about but like penetrative toys or hands or like external simulations like do you i don't i don't need all of the details but i would kind of like like an idea of like what were you thinking of in that direction am i allowed to fist you yes <laughs> so okay so if we if we could do the fisting then we can like and i i assume that pretty much anything i would want to do is okay it, like yeah so so meaning like any kind of like dildos or whatever you know you know kind of i think what i have it's like i have the hitachi and i do have mm -hmm. insertables but insertables are good with you and yeah so if you're if somebody says that you can put your hand up inside me then they're probably okay with a lot of the other things so i think, I think yes yeah okay so okay. uh man we're getting this scene is developing, man. I'm going to do all kinds of things that if we just had that first talk, we wouldn't get to do. So, yeah. So thank you. Yeah, thank I'm, you. I'm getting, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> so one, one other thing that I wanted to make sure that we covered was some of the more like basic logistical things that, especially for any listeners that are um, listening to learn more about just kind of like the basics of negotiating is just making sure that we always cover more of the health related um, side of things, um, such as 
you know, are there any health conditions that either a person has that we should be aware of? And like, what do we do if that comes up in the middle of the scene? Or do we need to make any accommodations for that? Um, and then like from a sexual health standpoint, um, I think last time, Stephen, that you and I played, we uh, used a condom for any toys that we were using mm -hmm. and just establishing like, are we going to do that again? And what does that look like? Just making sure we cover those topics. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, let's start with, with the condoms. Um, yeah. If I do use a Tachi or something like that, I always just put a, a condom on just be on the end of it because it just makes it real easy for cleanup to just pop that thing off and throw, throw it out. Yeah. Um, and then what about though, I'm just curious, uh, like glass, I have some glass toys. So the glass toys, you can bring them home and sterilize them in the, in like the dishwasher, which yeah, is fine. that's perfectly fine. So are you fine? So that doesn't need a, a condom. Yeah. I think that's totally fine. No condom okay. for the, the glass ones. That's I'm comfortable okay. with that. Yeah. But yeah. And the other thing I would say too, is general, it's like, if you don't use it, if you were using like a dildo and, um, you're not using the condom, it's like, that needs to be for that one person, mm -hmm. you know? And, and if I need dildos, I know that you have one or two <laughs> or 17 or 17. And, and then like, and Brandy going like, Oh, you like the long ones, you know? And so that was funny. Oh, and I was at my parents today, speaking of dildos and, uh, <laughs> on, I posted this picture on Instagram, uh, but there was, my parents have a magnet on their fridge and it says dildo brewing company. Oh, I saw that. That was on your parents' fridge. That's on my parents' refrigerator. Wow. So okay. I thought like, okay, you know, they're 80 years old, you know? And so I thought like, well, all right. Like <laughs> I said, like mixed feelings about it. I was Where like, Where did they get that? I want one. <laughs> Colorado, I think. Oh, okay. You know? So anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. Listeners are like, well, that explains a lot about Steven. Yes, it does. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Okay. So let's, okay. So, uh, health issues. I don't, I mean, I, yours in some respects, I'm going to say are more important in the sense that you're going to be the bottom. So me as a top, but I don't have a whole lot. I mean, I can't really think of things, you know, if, if, if I have a headache or something that day, I'll let you know. Sure. But it's like, um, I, I don't know of anything to tell you. I think it's important to definitely ask that question of the top. So thank you for answering it, it. And I know a lot of times, like maybe, maybe there won't be, but I mean, it's totally justified if there is like, if we're, if you, if you were talking about doing like a whip scene with someone and the top, you know, has like a, a bad shoulder that acts up sometimes like that's, that's something to talk about. Like, Hey, what are we going to yeah. do if this, you know, flares up in the middle of things or whatever. Um, yeah. But for me, like the only, the only one that I generally bring up is just, I have anxiety and I have a pretty decent handle on it, but I always keep medication on me for like breakthrough anxiety. Like if for okay. whatever reason I were to like have a panic attack for some reason, I have medication on me that I take and I would like tell you and we could stop the scene and we can go and get it like no big deal. Yeah. Um, okay. But it's, that's a rarity. Like, I don't think that's ever actually happened in the middle of a scene before. It's just a kind of an emergency scenario. Yeah. No, that's good to know. Yeah. That, that is good to know because again, like you say, like if it happens, there's an easy fix. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and but if you don't ever talk about it, then you know, I wouldn't know because you have the ball gag in your mouth. <laughs> so yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will ask that question too. Like the day of when we go to play, uh, that is also just kind of good practice. You know, everybody uh, to just check in with your whoever your partner or whoever you're playing with that night and just, you know, see how they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Mentally as well as, as physically. So, um, well, good. Thank you for having this virtual coffee 
chat date with me and to, um I love that you're calling it that because we've talked about so much stuff that I would not cover in like a coffee shop. Oh, you wouldn't? <laughs> well, in a public setting, no. See, I mean, if we is... were to have this conversation like at the mark or at one of our homes or even at like an outdoor park somewhere where we're not near a lot of other people, if we're in a coffee shop and there's other people nearby, no, there's a lot of stuff that we talked about today that I probably would not have mentioned, <laughs> would not see, have now, used the word cum sled in public. Now you're making me feel like the dirty one. I mean, you are a little dirty. <laughs> I don't I don't think you can deny that. <laughs> no, uh, but it's like good dirty. <laughs> um, no, I, I have had conversations like this in, in the coffee shops. You, you're right. You don't want to like, offend other people that are around you <laughs> so it's usually like yeah you, you find a go off to the corner or something like that you know but but it i would say like what we're talking about is like to me totally good for like a coffee date because you are the important part here okay so we're talking about doing a scene right but it's like we are getting to that intimate stuff i am learning things about you you know and so it's like that's if you went out on a regular date that, that's what you're doing you know you're mm -hmm. trying to like get to know this other person and that is really what you and i just covered yeah you know talking about and things so um and we never we never talked about work or you know those things we just went right to the good stuff mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> extra good stuff so um anything else you want to add um, nothing that comes to mind. This was a really fun, squirmy conversation. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, yeah, we have to fig figure out a date. We'll we do. That. We do. I have some dates, um, written down that I wanted to ask you about, so we can, we can cover that later if you want though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Well, thank you very much, Ava. Anybody who wants, we have our eight point guide for flirting and seduction. We've, we've got a, it's a short PDF book that you can get uh, from our ethical seduction website. So anybody who's interested in that uh, can, can access it there. Next week, we're going to talk about jealousy. We, mm -hmm. we just, Ava and I decided to kind of push that back uh, a week so that we could have this conversation. Cause we, in the past, we had talked about negotiation and intimacy and we kind of felt like, well, actually we need to do our talk. And that is really those two things as negotiation and intimacy. And so we felt like this was a, a really good time to kind of come in and do that. So next week we'll cover jealousy and, um, that is a very good topic to deal with mm -hmm. the jealousy. It's important. Like everybody kind of goes through at some, you know, some version of it, you know, here or there. And if not, your partners might at some point, you know, and so it's, and it's just really good, good topic. And, uh, very applicable to our lives. And, and it's not just with like play partners and things like that. It's like, you can get jealous of all kinds of things, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so it's like understanding it is, is, is important. And I remember, I remember listening to podcasts, you know, and to, and I remember specifically looking up like, um, there's a, a podcast I really like polyamory weekly and I could go on there and do a search for like jealousy and it would pull up those episodes that that's where they were, you know, discussing. And I, I, that taught me a ton, you know? So, um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to <laughs> next week's on, on jealousy and Ava is going to kind of, I'm going to say, take the lead and presenting that one. So that'll be good. It'll be fun. Um, you're always very thorough. Thank you. When, when you do yours. And, and I know that this is a topic that is, near and dear to you. So <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, any, anybody who has questions or things they want us to talk about, um, you know, uh, 
contact us, you know, write us either on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, we're ethical seduction, uh, for both those places and, uh, we're on FetLife. So just reach out to us, email us. You can email me at Steven at ethical seduction.com. And, uh, you can leave a voicemail if you want at the website. There's a a little button you push and it'll record you and we can answer questions on the air. But again, yeah, if there's certain topics you would just like us to cover, like let us know, you know, cause that's, you know, we really are doing all this. We want to kind of be able to be like Ava dirty and be used. <laughs> we like to be useful. You know, that's <laughs> why we're doing this. And, and so we want to be able to give people information that they actually care about. So, um, so yeah. And uh, if you're a first time listener to us, remember to hit subscribe on the, for your podcast so that you get, get us in your inbox and kind of keep up and follow us. And we would love that. So thank you very much. Ava, anything else? That'll do it. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. This was fun. I'm excited to play with you. I'm excited too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye everybody. See you next time. I've got a iPhone and I'm still not sure how it works.